This podcast is sponsored by Dollar and Eyewear. Activate your alter ego with Dollar and Eyewear and start seeing life through a different set of lenses. Shop DollarandEyewear.com. Tell them Demetrius Lee and Angela Lee and the Lee Life Experience Podcast sent you. Thank you. Welcome to the Lead Life Experiences Podcast. If you would like to get your relationship topic discussed on air, please text 833-370-1608 and put relationship in the message box. We giving you our perspective on the good, the bad, the ugly, and the gossip. So you want to hear it here first. And you want to get on our VIP list so you'll be able to stay abreast on when we come into a city near you and for any other episode updates so demetrius how are you doing today i'm doing just lovely honey bunch thank you for asking mm-hmm. so listen today i was helping a co-worker so i had helped a co-worker she wanted to create her profile on a dating app have you ever got have you ever <laughs> been on a dating app no ma'am <laughs> nah now take that back i've been on an app I think it was called Plenty of Fish one time. When I thought the scene with the was, I got right on off of there. That ain't me. Uh, well, Plenty of Fish, uh, and I'm not knocking anybody because I know some people that have uh, some good experiences and bad experiences that comes with it. But you know about my experience with it, um, the dating um, on those um, networks, and uh, my experience wasn't great. So... Anyway, on my helping my friend, I go back and tell my story about uh, the dating app so I can, we can close it up on you know what happened to me. But my friend asked me to create her profile. So as I was creating her profile, of course I do what we call like an inventory. And you know I'm doing a questionnaire and I'm asking her, what are her non-negotiables? And so Demetrius, do you have any non-negotiables? And just in case, the guests want to know what is a non-negotiable your non-negotiable is meaning something you absolutely positively cannot go with you know no if and buts about it you just can't deal with it so have you ever had any none do you have any non-negotiables yes and i hate to say it like this ladies and you know i ain't trying to step on nobody's toe hit dog holler hey I can't deal with no broke woman. I just don't like a woman who ain't got no money and ain't tried. If she's trying to get money, I can deal with her. She's just trying to ride off me, a broke woman. I, I, I can't do it, honey, bunch. So, I would not accept that. <laughs> so what, when you're talking about a broke woman, I want to know, tell me exactly what is your definition of that, though? You know, A broke woman to me, a woman that... She peeling around, man. She got a job. She ain't trying to go nowhere. She in this one little zone. So you got zone one and zone six. Mm-hmm. She never want to come out of zone one. Zone six is too hard to get there. So she's like to stay in zone one. See, I'm trying to get to zone six. Okay. So she lack ambition in other words. 
Yes, ma'am. No ambition. ambition. No. Yeah. Okay. So on my friends list, and when as I was, you know, going through the kind of um, the questionnaire, she told me, "I don't want a flunky. That's my non-negotiable." Oh. I know that word real good. How she know about that? But I'm finished. Sorry to cut y'all. Finish up. So when I asked her, "What is a flunky?" or "What it don't?" What is your definition of a flunky? And she began to tell me somebody that you know, in other words, no ambition. You know, somebody that just get up, not striving. You know, to do anything. To they in the same place they was five years ago. That is a flunky. At the bed, that's a good definition. And I, you know, women, not men, flunky and women. I've been around some flunky women. You know, I, and before I get started with this word flunky, I've been using this word almost 35 years. Cause I didn't create it, but I brought it back to life. And you know, a lot of people, when you call them a flunky, two things gonna happen. They gonna better themselves. Are they gonna own up to being a flunky? So you like saying a lot of women, I'm gonna use these women, like I say, women out there in this world, they don't wanna do nothing. All they wanna do is ride off a man's coattail, hold on to my coattail and let me fly. I'm tired of being Superman. I want me a supergirl beside me. So, you know, what a flunky is. A flunky is somebody holding on somebody's coattail. You know, I sit them to the store and get me a cup of beer. Send them to the store, buy me some water, put gas in my car, wipe my car, them flunkies. If they ain't getting paid, making money off of it. Because I've been around people. Some women like that, too. You got women like that saying, you just tell them. They just got no ambition to sell. They don't want to be nothing in life. They know they ain't going nowhere. But they want to hold on to this good man. But this man see the real her. She's a flunky. So I guess you turn around a woman saying that. Dudes like that, too. They don't They don't believe in themselves. That's one thing I can't stand. A man don't love himself and believe in himself. I know y'all don't know me like that. My name's Demetrius Lee, but I love myself. I, lo- I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated with my own self. I love myself, and I'm gonna do the right thing. I'm gonna protect my image. When I when I step out the door, I represent my whole family. But a flunking, when he step out, he don't represent nobody. He just running around in the street, man. So I guess that girl you talking about, she want a man with some ambition by herself. Who want to go somewhere? Who want to be somebody? Kind of man, you want a man kind of like me, but you can't have me, honey bunch. I'm all yo. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it's good to know. But over your <clears throat> over your dating experience, do you think you have encountered a flunky? Ooh, Lord have mercy, yes. <laughs> so can you give it? <clears throat> Can you give us the characteristics? What were some of the characteristics that she embodied? Uh, one of them I can say, they didn't want to go nowhere in life. I mean, they was, they was in the mindset, like I say, zone one is zone six. Zone six puts you in a, I'm in a status with, you know, money, housing, Zone one, you stay in an apartment. No, hold on, get wrong now. I'm in a, I stay in an apartment. In the wrong apartment. But you ain't trying to get out the apartment. So, you know, these girls I see, they weren't going nowhere. I mean, they want you know, they say they go to school. They had no teacher finish school. They flunked out of school. Mm-hmm. That's a flunky. 
but you're trying to trying to fool me, but you can't fool a man like me because I got people who love me. So they're gonna tell me what you're doing. I keep I keep up, you know, keep up with people. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one example. Just tell them lie about yourself and know you ain't had no attention. But ain't nothing wrong with that. I ain't knocking no woman for that. But don't knock me because I don't want to stay with you. That's the problem right there. You probably tell me, Demetrius, I understand, my flunky. Go on with your life. Cause I ain't trying to go nowhere. That's what you put to tell a man. That's what you're looking for? The answer you that you need some more. <clears throat> <laughs> no, that I mean that was a a good experience. So um now ask me the question. Angie, <laughs> have you ever been out of flunky? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know I, I love to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the sad part about it? You right. don't realize that it is high. If the mindset that I have now, if I had a deal, an inventory, you know, I think these are the things that I want people to take away from the podcast. I, you know, we're not doing this to bash anybody. Everybody served a purpose in our life, and we showed up however, <clears throat> however you showed up, that's what you attracted. And because I know the law of attraction, something somewhere along our life journey, we were in that place and we attracted those particular type of people. So now that we look back on it and we saying, dang, and I'm saying it because I had a, I had a, a, a guy that I had a encounter with, and I wouldn't say we wasn't dating. Well, I shouldn't say we were dating. And when he began to talk about showing me like um, drugs, and I was like, Angie, how did you allow yourself to even have a me being the person that I am that don't do drugs, why was I okay with that kind of conversation? Why why was I okay with settling, thinking I had to be in that particular environment? You know, so when I look back on it, while you're doing it, you don't feel like it's a flunky situation. You just realize like, oh, okay, I want somebody. But again, you said some things I took notes on. You talked about loving yourself. When you love yourself, you don't allow yourself to stay in situations too, too long. That when you see the first indicator, um, like they say, God give women um, what they call intuition. And once your gut tell you, like, hey, I need to go ahead and out. I don't care how good the sex is, because sex will make us stay longer than we intended to. I don't care how good the money is. When you short on funds and this person got access um that you don't have you end up staying in certain situations um somebody got transportation you don't have transportation if they don't have living arrangements you know that situation i remember a guy you know he um, was talking to me and he continued to want to come and live with me and i'm thinking like wait a minute something is wrong with this picture you was a full-fledged you know he had just finished like the residential program and that's me. He was you know, on his way to finish, you know, become my doctor. And I couldn't understand, like, why he's, you know, he would call me always on a Friday to want to take me out on a Saturday or late Friday night or Saturday, which means my non-negotiable was I was not putting myself in harm way, your words, and which means harm way is a definite, the definition of that is putting yourself in a compromising situation that suffer consequences behind it so i knew if i spent the night with them i knew that if things came and went a little little 
and it went down a road that I didn't want to go. It was my fault for putting myself in those particular situations. So that's one of them. Number two, I had one, like I said, well, that's the second one because the first one was the drugs. The second one was people trying to move in and stay with me, but they didn't have a place to stay. And they was making my situation, you know, trying to come in and, and, um, and turn my situation, you know, making my situation theirs. And when I asked myself, my third one was, even though I caught this guy cheating more than one time, I continued to stay because number one, I was in my 30s. I felt like I was too old to go out there and start over. So I felt like it was um, easier to try to get him to change and stop cheating. After one encounter, we might did good for a few months. It was somebody else, somebody else. And if I found myself like, Angie, you are a fool. I had just become a nurse at that time. You are a nurse. You have a decent career. You have the place to stay. You have your own transportation. Why do you feel like you have to open up and allow somebody to continue mistreating you? And at that time, I was doing a lot of community work. So I had a lot of respect in the community because I had my uh, youth group I had. Uh, I was getting to go meet governors and, and you know meet, sit down with judges. So I, my name was pretty popular in my community of the work that I was doing, but I had settled for a person with flunky tendencies. Hi, welcome back to the Lee Life Experiences. I'm your host, Angela, and we have Demetrius Lee. And we are giving you our perspective of our own experiences. Demetrius, we left off on the characteristics of a flunky for um, being able to help people identify what kind of characteristics were if it's them or if it's somebody that they dating this in their life. So can you tell me another word that she had on her dating profile that was a non-negotiable? She said she didn't want a peasant. Do you oh know what a, my! Do you know what a peasant is? I mean, I got my <laughs> my theory on one. A peasant, somebody like about like a flunky too, in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that you know run around chasing up celebrities and you know groupie. That's what I. That's what I would call a peasant. Okay. I went uh, to look up these words. I, we, if you, for who, um, your listeners, you can always go to the Urban Dictionary, and the Urban Dictionary will give you the culture word for some of these um, terms. But the thing is, this person was not an African American who was telling me some of these words. So I'm just saying it is, you know, kind of universal. And she could have, you know, been exposed to. The culture, the words that she was using. But anyway, those are derogatory terms. Flunky is a derogatory term. Have I ever been in situations that I would classify myself as a flunky? Yes. Some things that my characteristics, the way I showed up and represented was very 101.1 flunky-ish. That's a word that I just made up. So, Demetrius, have you ever experienced, and when you did a self-reflect, now that you look back, have you ever operated as a flanky. Yes, I have. 
Yeah, I did a couple times when I was younger. Okay. And I did one lately. I mean, probably a couple of years ago. But you know, just being, you want me to know what I did, or you just ask yeah, me? What you no. Did? Oh, yeah, no, well, no. Because I feel like in order for people to help them get to, in order for people to help get them over the bridge, because again, we can still have these situations. But how can you help me if I'm sitting here listening and I'm not? comfortable where where I am I know it's something else greater for me but I don't quite know how to identify what my situation is so help me identify you know give me your experience I'm gonna tell you a story about myself okay I'm gonna do this a couple of times and I realized I've been a flunking so I, I ain't have no more but I have been dealing with ladies relationship and I would pull myself down to their level now I knew I was better than these women but I, I wanted to feel comfortable around me. So I scooped to that level. They gonna feel like they in control of me. They don't think that they, I got them like I wanted. But I knew better than that. So that's a flunky move on me. I should have never did it. I should have been myself. And I probably would have ran them off. They seen the other side of me, they probably took off running. I don't play like that, but you know, I, I, I take a flunky approach, like a peasant, like it's all about them and you know, I picked my guard on because I, I didn't want to. I had a bad experience when I was younger, you know, fighting, arguing and stuff. So I said, I, I'm going to bag down. But these women took advantage of that, and I shouldn't have did that to them. So I'm not blaming these women. I'm blaming myself for being a flunky. But, you know, sometimes I've been through that. But not a lot of time, you know, I, I heard my ground. You know who I am? You know what you're going to get with me. You know what you're going to get. But some men... Know what I'm talking about? They're gonna bag down the women. No, 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 good and well. They ain't built like that, but they want the woman to think that. So she thinks she got control over him. He know all the time she ain't got control. She don't know it. She thinks she do. Mm-hmm. That's a game. That's a flunky game. So no grown man play flunky game with a woman like that. Oh, woman play a man like that. So what you asking me? Yeah, I've been a flunky. And you call them flunky games? Yeah, they're flunky games. Why would you? Why would you give a relationship to a woman? Love thinks you scared of her. Not scared of like violent wise. I mean that like when she tell you you're gonna do it. Yeah, you doing it to get what you want. But you really know that ain't you. So this woman got a make-believe man think that she, she thinking that I got this boy where I want him at, this man where I want him at. Whole time she don't. I know better. So when I get tired of the real me come out, it's gonna cause a problem. So that's, that's a flunky mood, a flunky games there. And a lot of men play games with women like that. And these women hear me now, they probably got some man right now. I got him where I want him. I, I sex whooped him, how you want to say it. And, you know, I cook for him, I feed him, I got him where I want You ain't got that man where you want him at. He playing a flunky game with you. Sorry, father, I just got to go and call it how it is. But you should stop that, man. Just stop playing women like that. You know who you is. She gonna like you, she gonna like who you is. Don't be that. Try to tone down, get to her level. That ain't gonna work, cause you coming out. Who are you gonna come out? So you might be gonna get to it right now, let her go and get a piece of it. And she likes, she might like it. I have been with women, they like when I'm rough. When I talk rough, you know, some they like it. My honey bun, she don't like me rough, so I gotta be a little easy with her a little bit. Anyway, <laughs> honey bun. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, 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 I journey. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, so 
thank you for sharing. And you know, like you say, you breaking some man codes. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, they'll be all right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna save them in the long run. They're gonna appreciate me because they're gonna get the right woman. I know that when you finish your um, men daily daily relationship journal, it is gonna bless a lot of men in life because not only is it coming from somebody who done been you know been out there and done it, and then being able to apply God's scriptures behind it you know, finding themselves. And, you know, like I tell you, everybody had their fall from grace moments. And sometimes you find yourself in flunky situations. So, okay. So let's move on. Um, When we talked about, you know, have I been a flunky or been, been in flunky type situations, I just told you I settled. Um, ladies, don't settle if you know, and I'm in, I have to make sure I'm clear. Because when um, Demetrius and I reconciled, he was not always, he was not back where he was. But Demetrius and I journey has been that when we met each other, we both started from the bottom. So I think that's what make um, our little story that people, you know, I guess, you know, kind of applaud us on because we was together when we didn't have nothing, you know, in the transformation of, as he was building you know, getting a house and leaving um, the trailer park is which where I came from and then going to live in the suburbs that was short lived because my mind, my mental was not there. Um, even though I knew I wanted the life, but if you haven't been exposed, I'm going to tell you in this for anybody who wants to go somewhere, if you have not been properly educated, and I'm not talking about with PhDs, I'm talking about you, where it is you want to go in your life. Where do you see yourself? If you know the things that you want and you want to be able to strive, look and do a self-evaluation of where you are right now, where you are right now. The thing is, I was around people, and people was telling me, Angie, you need to watch yourself. Angie, these people don't love you. Angie, these people don't have your best interest and at the time you're not looking at that that you like being with your clique you know i used to run with some girls you know i always had to be with people i did not know how to be by myself angie didn't have really a thought i knew what i wanted but i felt like i had to be included i didn't know how to be able to operate independently because i was used to being around people but God should come in and shift things at, the, at a blinking eye and take everything. And when God took everything, he took all those friends away at the same time. Now it's like, oh, my gosh, now I don't have nobody. Nobody to sit on the phone with, you know, talking. Um, and when I seen it, the ultimate betrayal, the ultimate abandonment, the ultimate of being on the island by yourself, I felt it. So you know what you do when you're desperate? You go and you pull off a low-hanging fruit tree. You know why? You know, Bishop T.D. Jakes talked about it, and he talked about jewelry on a carousel. He said, you know when you go to a carousel in a jewelry store? Just think about your department stores. Everything on the carousel, that means people didn't put out their hands on it, and they can touch it, and they can try it on. Some even steal it. But when you consider yourself a treasure of high value, not low vibration, 
You are in a jury case. You are behind a locked key. And I didn't feel like I was worthy to get anything that was in the case. I didn't feel like I was worthy to get anything that, and I'm also a, my son and I went down on Rodale Drive um, and we went to the Louis Vuitton store. And my son, he was younger at the time, he asked me, he said, Mama, why do they have black gloves on? And then he also said, Mama, why the price tags are hidden inside the compartment? Why it's not like, and because he never experienced Rodale Drive, he didn't know the difference from um, Louis Vuitton, from anything else that he had seen in the regular department store. He just seen stores. And ladies, sometimes you operate just like an average store. But you have to be able to let people know it's a difference in a family dollar, it's a difference in a Macy's, and it's a difference in a Louis Vuitton. All right, Demetrius, that was my flunky experience. Oh, I will add to the flunky, <coughs> to the flunky experience myself. I, did, I just feel like, and I've been around a lot of flunkies. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking my point of view. I had some dudes around me, they were flunkies. And I called them that to their face. But I tell you what they did do, they showed me they wasn't no flunky. Mm -hmm. They stepped their game up. They might have been a flunky at the time. So that word there, it, it, hit, it hits people some way, you know. But it woke them up. Mm -hmm. Woke them up, it changed their life, and it made some positive scribe. And I thought to see the Lord itself. But the main thing I can tell anybody on this podcast, listen to me. Man, you don't love yourself, you'll do anything. You'll let anybody go, you'll go with any kind of woman, any man, you'll steal, you'll cheat, you do anything. So I, I can first I can tell you, start loving yourself. Be like a woman, some women, they just go crazy about a man because you let it, you let it wood to them. They just go crazy to them. If they fell in love with themselves like that, they'll realize that wood and all that. It's more than life's wood, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't know I loved myself. So you ever see me somewhere, that man love himself. I mean, I'm mad in love with myself. I don't know why I hate him. That's how it is. So I'm not gonna do nothing to hurt me. Have I hurt myself over? Yeah, I have. I ain't perfect. But I'm telling you, I'm walking around, I'm trying to be the best man I can be in this world. You know, and I, I always didn't think that way now. So some people say, oh, he wasn't like that 20. No, I probably won. I still love myself. But now I really love myself now. But it's called growth. That's right. That's growth. So I just want people to know, like I say, that word we're talking about, pilsen and flunky. Hey, don't let this let this podcast make you feel who are you calling a flunky? I'm not calling you no flunky. Only way I'm calling you a flunky, you gotta thank you a flunky. If you think you're a flunky, that's what you hear. You can't get mad at me for that. You think you somebody, you're gonna be somebody. So you got to look at life like that. It's how you look at it. Whatever you think you is, that's what you're going to be. Mm. And you see right now, I think I'm somebody. I talk like I'm somebody. And I am somebody. Can't nobody degrade me. I ain't going to let you do it. You might try to, but you can't stop me. My mindset too strong for that. I don't care how much money I got in the bank. I ain't got to be the richest man. And I ain't the richest man. I ain't nowhere close to it. But you can't stop me. My mindset, I'm coming. I'm not prime time. I'm coming. And I believe in myself. 
I think you um, hit the you know hit the nail on the head when you when you said the magic thing. Self love when you keep saying loving yourself, it's called yeah. self love. If you do self love, then certain things is that self love comes with confidence. Certain things that you do boldly, and certain things you don't take a risk at because you play it safe. Some of us play it safe because we stay in situations so long. And we stay there, and I'm and I'm speaking of not just relationships. I'm talking about job relationships, business relationships, friendship relationships, lovers relationships, car relationships. You know, I my my car kept tearing up, kept tearing up, and I just really didn't want to get rid of it. Instead of me just, you know, the money that I was spending keep you know getting repairs, getting repairs. I could have just invested in a new one, but I didn't let go. I didn't want to let go. You know, only till I started seeing the therapist, Demetrius, on last year, and she helped me identify. You know, I know you say we're going to talk about it, you know, longer than, but when the harder um, mentality syndrome, it was it was attached to not letting go. She said, Angie, somewhere along your life, something happened and you are operating off of a scarcity mindset because you don't want to let go and you scared to be without. When you're talking about a young lady that you have with a day nap, mm-hmm. did you tell that lady about your experience <laughs> but then out for she for she tried that. I mean, wanted to do that. No, I did not share my experience. Oh Lord, oh my! <laughs> Would you mind sharing on him? <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, oh uh, go ahead. I said, oh my. Okay, I mean, say I don't. Um, I can't even remember a year. Um, if I had to put a year on it, I don't know. But I won't say that you and I was divorced at the time. We probably about two, probably about two thousand three, four, somewhere in there about that time. Nah, it's a little later than that. Yeah, I know we 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 we, we possibly was divorced at that time. I'm I'm saying so. I'm thinking okay, more okay. But anyway, after we'll just say after two thousand five, wherever it falls. Okay. Okay. At that point, uh, I'm in school, not shooting. Um, no nowhere close of um, finishing nursing school so i'm still like paying doing prereqs i found myself that i didn't have anybody you know i hadn't left you and you know thinking me and the young love are gonna have us uh, you know a life that didn't work he ended up you know going uh, uh, going ahead with his life so then i met another gentleman so when i met this other gentleman that kind of you know pushed me the right way he was like okay and you know you know go to school you always talk about other people but what do Angie want so anyway got in school but I found myself but he was out of state so because him and I was in two different states I found myself getting on a chat line and this and I don't even really want to call the name of this chat line because it's still alive today um and I don't want people, you know, rushing to get on there and the experience might be 
horrified. So I don't want to be responsible. You all, we're not responsible if you go do these things on your own. And we just telling you about our experience. So anyway, I got on this in this line and these were the, the infomercials, you know, they come on at late night and you just call the number and a person is on the end. So I would get in to call the number and cause I'm lonely. I don't have anybody, you know, you gone, my young lover gone, I'm kind of devastated. So anyway, I get ready, get on this line, start talking to a guy, you know, we exchange pictures and even, you know, I'm talking and getting familiar and I always have talked to the people on the phone and I want to do a meet and greet. And a meet and greet is when you, you know, move a little further than talking on the telephone or talking on the computer. You want to see this person in, uh, see this per see this person, see this person in person. So I did that. So I um, drove to Georgia and when I, you know, he contacted me and he said, hey, you know, I see that you say you're in town. Uh, let's do this meet and greet. And I told him, you know, where my location was. And he didn't exactly know at the time. So he got off the phone with me. He called me back. He, you know, directed me. I'm talking about turn for turn, like um, a GPS. But at that time, we still were using like the Yahoo Maps. So he directed me straight to him and I went to some apartments. Okay, I don't even remember what that side of town where it was, but long story short, the person still was, he was incarcerated and I didn't know it. And because he was incarcerated, he asked me, um, he had, I guess, a situation with the guards and the guards allowed him to leave. He had paid the guards off and he allowed him to leave. So I remember sitting in this apartment complex and I was a little like I said, go ahead, give us women intuition. I was a little leery. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of scared. But I parked in this parking lot until he gave me the call back. And he told me, well, prior to me getting there, he said, can you go and buy me 10 cheeseburgers? That should have been a red flag, but it wasn't. I purchased the 10 cheeseburgers. He did, when he seen me, he did give me some water money for the cheeseburgers. And he get out my car. And uh, so when he came to the car, he walked me around. He said, oh, baby girl, you know, you're so fine. You know, when you come back to see me, I'm talking about, like you said, when you don't have self-love, all the um, <laughs> compliments was going getting to me. When you come back to see me, I'm like, oh, I'm not coming back over here. And, you know, so when as he was walking around my car, he's like, oh, what kind of car this is? I'm telling him, smiling and skinning and grinning. Uh, oh, it's a Toyota. It's a 2000. No, not. I think it was 2005. Whatever the Toyota was, he said it's a Toyota. He's doing the making model of the car, and as I'm telling him, he's repeating it out loud. I'm not realizing that he has like a phone and he's getting my information to somebody else. So he in a car was parked. So from the car being parked. And I seen a guy with a truck that was, you know, standing on the side where the man was. So he said, can you take me to the end of the road? Now, this end of the road ended up being a dead end. So he told me to stop. And when I stopped immediately, somebody else jumped in the back so you could see to my car. And this person, he had a bald head. Uh, I didn't see that really what he had on. That man could have really shot me in the back of the head. And I could have just been um, a real whatever today 
So by the time he said, well, hey, baby girl, you know what? Turn around. So the guy got in the back of my car, had a bag with him. So he got in the back, and then he, um, he told me to go, go back up the street. I went back up, turned around, and I seen some blue lights in my rearview mirror. And I was like, hey, that's the police. And he said, no, he said, that's not the police. I was like, yeah, that's, I said, it's police. So you would have thought my little Toyota Corolla had butterfly doors because when I say those guys jumped out my car, <laughs> jetted. And I, because my car was a straight drive, a straight shift, I don't drive with shoes on. So the police came and said, hey, I done seen you come up and down this road. What are you doing what you're here for? And I'm saying, I don't know. He said, well, who was those guys? And I told him, I was like, you know, and I really truly didn't. The first name I knew was James. I didn't know a last name. I just knew James. And he said, I don't believe you. He pulled me out my car at gunpoint. Gunpoint to my mirror. All I could see in my rearview mirror is I'm, you know, parting this dead end. I seen the life of my son. I seen my mom. My dad is, you know, recently incarcerated. And what am I going to do? What does this man kill me? So I'm getting out of the car, you know, walking on gravel. And as he went in the car, all I remember, he shoved me in the back of, in the in the back seat of the police car. And I heard him in the phone wrong. I As I was in the back car, I called three words. I said, Jesus, three times. I said, Jesus, the first time. I said, Jesus, the second time. That third time, when I said, Jesus, with force, that door opened. I had rolled down the side of the car. And if you ain't ever been in the back seat of a car, Demetrius, ain't, it's no, um, it's no, I was already handcuffed. So all I could do is roll up the seat. And it was nothing. That was nothing but Jesus opened the door. I mean, real across the door ain't no no handle. And the man opened the door and he said, I just got a call. He said, so it's a, it's a fire. He said, so I'm letting you know, get your ass off over on this side of town and never bring yourself back. So what did little naive Angie do? I get let go. I'm already contained. God done allowed me to get free, get back in my car. I looked as I was backing out, I noticed that it was a duffel bag in my car. So I pulled on the side of the road and I see that when I threw it was a trash bag and a duffel bag. The duffel bag had guns in it. The trash bag was almost knee deep with marijuana. I'm talking about enough to shut the city down. And I called a guy. And I was like, hey, why would you do this to me? He was like, baby girl, where you at, baby girl? You know, I wouldn't have did that to you. You know, I said, listen, you don't have to worry about me. So I threw it back, threw that trash bag on the side of the road. And as I was pulling off, those guys came out the out the bushes. And you would have thought they were like roaches because they was attacked. And I left there. And you took, when I got it back to my side of town, that same guy who I said, um, had then me and him didn't get together, but he came to me because I was over there for a friend. He came to me when I got back to that um, part of the time. He said, "Angie, this is Atlanta, it's not South Carolina. You you can't play with your life." So I sat there in Indian style and cried and wondered what did I do wrong? I done cheated on my husband, no committed adultery on my husband. 
I'm a single parent. I'm desperate. I don't know what to do with my life. Why did I stoop to that low? But as I was in the back of that police car, that's why I named my girl group Loving the Skin I'm In, regardless. Because God told me in the back of that police car, if you loved yourself, you wouldn't put yourself in a situation like that. So I know that's the reason why I praise God today. That was God who, my auntie, um, bless her soul, uh, auntie Darius broke out of um, Darius. I don't even, I can't even remember. But to my auntie Darius, that's a, a pastor out of Greenville, South Carolina, she had taught me and molded me and all my family from the Lomax side are religious. And she taught me, if you call on the name of Jesus, he has to show up. So Demetrius, I know Demetrius, that's, that's who showed up in order to let me out. Well, sorry about that. Angela, I'm just going to tell you the truth. Yeah. There's two things you caught my attention with. Not two things. That story caught my attention with. That was a flanky move. You no. was a flanky. You was a flanky. flanky. No. Oh, oh yeah, you were. You How was a you flanky, and you didn't love yourself. Ain't no, ain't no way in the world that you let, let that happen to yourself. So why would you call me a flanky though? Cause flanky do stuff like that. They're serving. You did. He told you, come on. You gullible. Running around behind the man. That's a that's a flanky move. Think about oh. what you did. I don't feel like I was a flunky though. Oh, you was a flunky. I got to call like now. Now I call everybody a flunky. I got to keep it real with my wife now. That was a flunky move. You was a flunky, and you didn't love yourself. I disagree. You didn't. Well, hey, call her how you want. I, hey, I call her how I see it. You didn't love yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause see, first thing I wouldn't be in an online chat like that trying to meet nobody. I'm a man. I ain't meet no woman. No way. You just said you had a profile on Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I said I thought it was an app. Like you just meet somebody like Facebook or something. I didn't know it was some like some meeting up and sexual. I found that out. I had to go. I love my stuff. I'm not going with no woman gonna take me somewhere and kill me. Have some boy waiting on the jack boy waiting on me. Mm-mm. No ma'am. So I ain't throwing you down, but uh, that was a flunky move, baby. It was. Mm, okay, listen. Well, thinking back on it, I was in, I had flunky tendencies. How about that? And what I'm saying, flunky tendencies, because I was in a place and I just told you how I was feeling. My marriage had failed, the relationship with my young lover had failed. I was out there for somebody to love me. Hold on, and, stop right there. See, your marriage failed. Why? You're messing with a flunky. At the time, what you were doing, I'm done to tell you. You had a pattern going on back then. A flunky would take you there. When well, you fool with flunky people, what you that story you just told, I come from with flunky people. That's where it come from. Just remember that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. I had to slide that in with you. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying that I didn't feel like when you are in the situation, you don't look at it. You can tell about talk about everybody else, but you don't look at yourself. Now that I done had time to look and did a self-reflection, would I, as the person that I am now, allow myself to be back in those things with, or would the red flag just stop me? 
like I said, only till I look back at the pictures. I only knew, number one, his name was James. The second thing is, when I went back to his profile, the only thing he had was a white T-shirt on. That's the number one indicator that they in jail. That's the signature. The white tees, they got their, um, you know what I'm saying? My dad was in prison. So I, at the time, you know, I still wasn't putting two and two together. And then, like I said, he was able to get out. And, you know, I mean, he came out from um, among them. When I'm, I'm just, what I want people to take away from it is that when God says that he allowed the devil to tempt you and he will give you a wonder to escape, he'll make it. So even though you was tempted and even though I I knew I was in a web, I couldn't, that could have to be nobody but God to allow that police phone to ring at that very moment for him to let me go. Demetrius, he never shirt, he never searched the car. Remember, I had the hamburgers. The hamburgers, the 10 hamburgers camouflaged the scent of the marijuana. Only till I asked, you got to talk to other drug dealers when they told me, Angie, do you know what you was trafficking? You would be in prison, fed prison, with that amount of dope on you. But I'm looking at it like, hey, I'm just this girl that's naive. And you know what my heart do? My heart cries for the women who was like me, that God, that didn't know a way out, that kept on proceeding, even though they knew it was dangerous. And they really, truly didn't know. I really, truly, hand on the Bible, did not know what that was. I did not, because I was trying to feed attention. I tell everybody, three attention a woman must have attention, affection, and appreciation. If she don't get those three things, she's going to go out there searching for somebody else to give it to her. If she don't have self-love, if she don't have confidence. There you go. The three things you just say, if she yes. ain't got, she don't love herself. She don't have them. Angie did not have them. Angie did not have them. So when I look back over, like I said, look at my certain situation, I was like, Man, like I told you, only until somebody else come and tell you, that's when you realize. I told you that second gentleman, he told me, Angie, you and that person not doing anything but having sex. You broke your marriage up for sex. But at the time, it wasn't just sex to me. At the time, it was attention. Demetrius, you wasn't there. You wasn't paying attention. You was gone. You was hanging out with the guys. Appreciation. This person, every time they seen me, they stroked the ego. They made me feel like the world was all about Angie. They applaud me on even the small wins. Something that I was after the flunky on. move. He put the flunky move on you. Okay, but hey, I. Like well, I a lot of women like that in the world. I've I been women. I, I used that move on them, just blow them up, make them feel so special. Yeah. Tell them okay. lie. Just tell all kind of lie to them, and think, and think that man ain't no good. Man, really, the husband really love him. Boyfriend love him. That's just so stupid. Cause they want to, like you said, attention. They'll take you out of here. You want some attention? Yeah, yeah. And well, so, like, really get you. Don't but you? again, I'm here to be transparent with the people to let them know when you find yourself in a situation. When I was operating off that, it didn't like it was changed. Cause I was like, you know, even when I was like, okay, God, you know, I'm gonna do better. I ain't gonna do it. I still didn't. I didn't get the chat line up right away. I didn't give it up right away. I still was needing somebody to talk to. And then it was like adrenaline rush. I was like somebody that was addicted to a drug. And I was addicted to talking to different people oh on the phone. 
And no, I, it wasn't a sexual encounter. I, it was not about the sex that I was feeding. I was feeding the need. Remember I told you. I was feeding the need of the being alone, being people pleasing. I had a, a, I was a, it was a deficiency. The nurse let me know that when you are lack of something, it's called a deficiency. And a lot of us need to do a self-reflect. What are you deficient in that you keep allowing somebody to hurt you? You allowing somebody to keep doing this to you. You keep allowing your, not people, you doing it to yourself. I did that to Angie. I can't blame nobody, but I did it to myself. I'm going to leave this right here. If you don't love yourself, you do anything. And you just told everybody what you did. And I'm glad you understand now. You love yourself now. Hi, welcome back to the Lee Life Experiences Podcast with Angie and Demetrius. Listen, do you want to get your relationship topics on the air and you want to hear our perspective, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the gossip? Listen, text me 833-370-1608 and put relationship in the comment. All right, so Demetrius, how are we going? How are we going to go on this situation today? I feel like we won't we gonna went through a lot of stuff a lot of stuff today, you know. Talking about, you know, flunkies and pills and now we're trying to get to the solution, how to make sure you ain't one of them people. Try to help somebody out. Okay. Awesome. Find a solution. All right. I am giving you I'm gonna give you the opportunity that you list five, so take a, a um Take 30 seconds. I want you to list your five, and I'm going to list my five, and we can um, then we'll bring it all together. So people want to know, listen, you all, we have took you on a journey of identifying what a flunky is. So if you are trying to create a dating profile or, or, or if you are in a situation and you're trying to do an evaluation, you want to know, why am I stagnant in this relationship? Why am I not going any further? Then you want to do a self-evaluation. And so maybe these um, definitions will help you identify. So maybe you can relate. All right, Demetrius, go ahead and um, list your five. Okay. Okay. Well, this is the question. My question is that you talked about you was, did some um, flunky situations. You was in flunky situation. You were dating uh, a few women that had flunky characteristics, and then you yourself was allowing yourself to operate as a flunky. So tell me, how did you? What did you do to change or transition your situation? Okay. The first thing I did, I changed my mindset. Okay. I had to change my mindset. I had to realize you got to stop doing it. Even though it was a game to me, but it started getting serious to me because I started feeling like a flunk for real. So I had to change. So I changed my mindset. That's the main thing I did. Change my mindset and start seeing life different. Realize who I was. Second thing, I had to change my surrounding. You know, I'm hanging around. I ain't going to call every person I hung around a flunky. Everybody ain't a flunky, but I know where I want to go in life. 
I know where I want to go. I knew who I want to be. So I had to change my friends, the surroundings I'm going to. I had to change, you know, the way I dress, the way I talk, the way I walk. You know, that's one. That's one thing. And uh, another thing I had to do, I had to start making better choices. I had to make better choices in life, you know, because everybody got a choice. You know, I got a choice to, I'm in a car, say the speed limit 70 miles an hour. And I got a pretty fast car, and I'm running 70. Car go by me, he's doing 100. Now I got a choice. I can go catch him, do 100. I can stay at 70. Now I may thought of making a choice, a better choice. I say I stay at 70. I can go catch him at 100. Either way it go, I can get killed doing 70. But 100 is really greater chance of getting, getting killed. So I made better, you know, made better choices. And I made sure I got a, a strong black woman on my team. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, I, I needed that in my life. Stand by me, back me up, the good, the bad, the ugly. Because some women, you know, you get the wrong person, man. If you be down, man, that stuff on you. They don't care. I don't care about themselves. You know, and I'm down, my wife picked me up. She down, I'm gonna pick up. She don't leave me down there. She don't let me wallow in my in my field. She makes sure she picked me out of it. Maybe come out of it. Tell me to snap out of it. I got to snap out of it. And um on a bunch, and uh I left the main point thing there. I prayed, I started praying more. Most time I just prayed one time a day. I pray before I go to bed. And I pray when I give in the morning. But I started praying through the day. Sometimes when I'm just sitting at a red light, I say a prayer. I'm on my job, I would say a prayer. To change my lifestyle. Change my mindset. And all that, I think, helped me quit being a flunky. And, you know, I ain't going to say it ain't going to help you. But I tell you one thing, it's a real good start. It's a real good start. And, and prayer, man, prayer changes things, man. And I, hey, I'm a believer in that. And people listening to this podcast know what I'm talking about. And I've been a, hey, I've been, I've been that person that wasn't going to church, went praying like he should pray, but something bad happened to me. That's the first person I went to. But I told myself when I went to him the last time, I wasn't leaving him, and I ain't left him yet. I've been holding on to his coattail. As the only coattail, I'm going to hold on to him. I'm God flunky. I'll be his flunky. Because he's going to take me somewhere where I need to go to. Is that about? Okay. Wow. This, you know, it's eye-opening. And um, I'm glad to see and witness your transformation, uh, especially with including God. Um, for the both of us, you know, we was out there in a the world, um, we were not, uh, even though we were married and we said vows, uh, we was not on the same alignment. You know, God was not anywhere. He was not uh, the Alpha and Omega, meaning the beginning and the end. Uh, we didn't reference him. We thought we were doing this all our own, on our own. But so my five that I did in order to change my situation um, from becoming not only you know going enrolling myself in the school um 
and stop looking at you for being a bread runner, but enrolling myself in the school and going on to become a registered nurse, what I had to do, you know, because the failure came along the journey. So what I had to do is I had to discipline myself. I cut all contact with, from outside sources. That mean I didn't even go in the, lay in the bed. I slept on the sofa because it was important to me. After I fell not one time, and then I get on, and then when things get challenging, fell again because I was still trying to go outside, still trying to not building up, you know, any discipline in my life. So the first thing I did, I started detoxing. And I didn't know that was the word that God was going to put me in business in. But when I'm saying detoxing, I'm saying I started doing an evaluation and removing myself from people, places, and things. I was absent. I hid for a season. I, you know, I wasn't outside. I stayed and I said, what was my goal? I Number one, I started doing vision boards. Vision boards were huge to me. I wrote down my vision board like what are your intentions what how do you see yourself what do you want to i knew i wanted a house cars uh relationships finish school whatever my journey was i did vision boards at least every if not every quarter at least twice a year a beginning and the end to see did i even do you know to, to do a measurement you know was i on the right track for the goal so um number two i started Reading books, I got more into reading books. I put myself in those positions when I couldn't um, read them and my life got busier, I downloaded Audible and started listening to it. And those of you who say, oh, I don't have money, YouTube University and put in free Audible books. That way while you're cleaning up, you know, it's time for no excuses. I stopped making excuses and I want to get but the books in. I want to see how did successful people make it. What did they do? So that's what I started doing. Um, number three, which should be number one, is I did get a stronger relationship with God. I was going to church, but I didn't have a relationship. Totally different. You can show up every Sunday, but do you have a personal relationship with God? So shout out to Reverend Dr. Kimberly Moore. She kept me um, on alignment. You know, and I have a long list of names, and I don't want to call, you know, names because I don't want people to feel like, oh, I was in your life. But I have several people that I can highlight on my journey. You know, Reverend Eunice Turner out of Calhoun Falls, South Carolina, um, Pastor Joshua Childs out of Abbeville, um, uh, who married us. You know, my auntie, um, Brenda Lomez, Reverend Brenda Lomez. Um, the list go on and on and on of people who came in my life and um, influenced me. But then I started surrounding myself with people that was on a spiritual journey. You know, I heard Wall Street Trapper say, he, he, he know people who you feel like, create some role models in your life. Do you think Sarah Jakes would be doing that? Do you think Pastor T.D. Jakes? And that's what Wall Street Trapper reference that he was hanging around people that was drinking and smoking. Now he don't want their lifestyle, so he started hanging around people like Bishop T.D. Jakes or you know watching uh, Eric, Dr. Eric Thomas. He said he know nobody in their circle is doing smoking no weed. He know they have healthy marriages. He know he want a healthy marriage, so he started hanging around people with healthy marriages. So that's what I had to start doing. If you're hanging around people that don't honor marriages, guess what? You're going to cheat. 
You're going to go and I say, cheat, commit adultery. You're going to go outside your vows. So I started hanging with people that have some perspective of a healthy relationship. Um, number two, I started um, journaling. You know, not only was I reading books, I was going back, taking notes, and I was journaling, doing my vision board, setting intentions. I changed my talk, like Demetrius, you know, Cole, piggybacking out what Demetrius said, changing your talk, being able to piggyback off of, you know, how you want to dress, how do you want people to see yourself? Like I said, the person that I was when Demetrius was married to me the first time, I changed my life. I started doing things in the community that the judge, the, you know, the mayor of Abbeville knew my name. You know, people of high influence knew my name. I had write-ups in the paper. They knew my name or felt comfortable with writing me up because I changed my life. So the person I was, they didn't believe it because I had changed. They were like, oh, no, Angie's not out there, you know, doing any of that because I changed my way. So you do not have to be a product of your past or your environment if you decide to change and put on a new shirt. And then... Um, like I said, I got a spiritual advisor. Shout out to Elder Cynthia Roseman. Um, and she got some daily devotional books. I started going to spiritual retreats and hang around other spiritual ladies that didn't talk, still talk, worldly talk. That it made me kind of show up. You know, I told them, you know, always like one person in there that be kind of unfiltered. And I was that one. But I made myself tone down. You don't want people to know you the wretched one all the time. You don't want people to know you the hellion all the time. And you don't be careful of accepting labels. You know, do you want to be remembered as that person all the time? Or do you want to be represented as that's the person that left a, left a legacy? And my last one is that I said I started, I did just start denouncing negative self-talk. Because when you see a person, I'm saying you see, I'm gonna say a plus size woman and she's in a bathing suit. Yeah, people, I'm gonna say, for instance, Lizzo. Everybody will talk about Lizzo, like, oh, she shouldn't do this or whatever. But think about the confidence, what she had to do to get to that journey. So the way you denounce negative self-talk, you start doing affirmations. And I want to leave you with these affirmations is what I start saying. I am worthy and capable of love. I am in love with a God-fearing man who's a protector and a provider. And so I was saying that I got that on a pillow. I started making things. Everything was around me. I made me some affirmation pillows. So Demetrius, I was saying that I didn't know God was going to send you back, but I was already preparing to be a wife. I stopped allowing myself to be recognized as a girlfriend. I told myself, I am a wife. I wasn't going to do wife things and still be in a relationship. I was a wife. And I am a capable of achieving my goals and dreams, the affirmations, the abilities, my strength. You know, I am prioritizing myself to put me first, stop having to be connected to people that I can go and be by myself. I am a travel nurse. I have never, out of my 10 years of traveling, had to travel with people. Never. I have always traveled by myself. Like my current location is in California, Los Angeles, California, not too, not too far from Los Angeles. But I travel by myself. The reason being, because God will say, I will go before you and make it the crooked places straight. So I live off scriptures, I surround myself, and don't I dare forget to shout out to my prayer partner, my partner in crime, Damon Dawson, 
who was praying with me and for me. Get somebody who's stronger than you. You know, don't try to feel like you have to know it all. Get somebody who's spiritual walk, who know the Bible. If you weak, they strong. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I, I don't know. No, when Demetrius and I reconnected, where he was weak at, I was strong. I was strong in the word. I was able to help him get him there. I was strong. I knew. And we set non-negotiables. So, you know, be able to set boundaries and tell yourself, no, nope, if it's not going to go. And I'm not saying on everything. I'm just saying on things that's going to change your life. If it's not going to impact your life to move better. Demetrius and I, situation better than where it was when we were, when met, reconnected in 2017. We furthered in it. You know, you see these eyeglasses? These shades are created by Demetrius. The Dollar Eye brand. Taking back 10 years, 10 years, where we, where was he? So when you look at yourself and you don't see any progress, then you need to do a self-evaluation. So Demetrius, that's my file. Well, I think you, did, you laid it down pretty good, honey bunch. I like your file. And uh, I just want everybody to just hope that this is what we say. Like I said, we ain't talking about nobody called Lord knows I'm a dead bad stuff. I ain't no angel. I just I didn't know I want to be that guy no more. I ain't that man no more. And I guess you say come and grow. I'm an older man now. But I want to think I changed about ten years ago. I really changed about ten years ago. But still, I'm still learning day by day. So y'all just pray about it. My wife say just pray. And I say build get a relationship with God. Just don't go to church. Just get a relationship with him. Make him your best friend. I promise you he'll take care of you. He'll put you in the right direction. Yeah, and I think I just want to um, close with this because I don't think I quite answered the question um, about the lady with the dating app. I end up helping her. When you identify somebody and you one or two things, if you're going to operate off being desperate, you're going to attract desperate things. When you operate off abundance, you're going to attract abundance. So, and I'm not saying it's going to come easy. And, and also remember, if you don't pass the test, God's going to keep sending you the decoys dressed up in different ways, different people, but the characteristics are going to be so, so the same. And when they come and approach you, and I'm saying, because Demetrius, don't you still get inboxes by women, straight women? Strange, yeah, strange women, they yeah. do. and I do too. But remember, they're not going to stop, but they get a little more craftier. And I'm saying, but when they do come, you're able to fight it off. You know why? Because you're able to identify like, hey, wait a minute, I got caught up the last time. What about you, Demetrius? What do you do? Because we, we need to let the people know it's not going to stop just because you get a relationship with God. It's not going to stop just because you get a positive mindset. It's not going to stop because you hang out with preachers and you got numbers on your phone. That don't The enemy don't stop. No, he ain't going to stop. But I'll stop him. <laughs> I, see him I see him coming. I can see a rat coming a mile away. You know, I, can, I can spot a no good woman, a no good man. I can tell him. I don't really need five minutes to start talking. I can size them up, you know what I'm saying? But I I try to keep myself around that kind of environment. Sometimes you can't help you run into them. And I talk. 
I just talk. When I start to see the heat, they ain't got to say, hey, can I get your number? I I can smell it for the get there. Ah, right, nice meeting you, ma'am. Uh, I got to call my wife. I, I get on wild. Keep it moving. So be able to identify. Everybody ain't trying to be your friend. Our members, they want some. Everybody who go in your inbox, everybody remembering you, they want some. They might, it might be want some good stuff. I don't know. But you better be looking for it. And don't you ever think that you all that. Because you ain't all that. Somebody might make you feel like you all that. Might make you feel like you all that. But trust me, you are not all that. All right. This concludes the episode of the Lead Life Experiences, and I hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, and being able to get your podcast. So don't forget to text 833-370-1608. And don't forget, tell your friends about it because it's somebody who needs to hear life, love, experiences from the Lead Podcast. Hi, everyone. I hope you have enjoyed the episode so far. You are here with the Lee Life Experiences. And remember, if you want to get your topics discussed or get our opinion or our perspective, join us at Texas at 833-370-1608 and put relationships in the comments.